But I do think there are different kinds of conferences out there, mm-hmm. right? There are conferences where we gather around speakers, and then mm-hmm. there's conferences where we gather around the presence. And I, I love the Encounter Conference because there there are speakers there, and there mm-hmm. um, and and I think there's a lot of honor for the speakers. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's uh, I, I think people come because they're hungry for the presence. Hey everybody, and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where Encounter meets. Mission. We're so excited for today's episode. My name is Brad Pierron. I'm here with my good friends Dan Demite and Aaron Richards, and we have an awesome show for you guys today. Um, I don't. I, well, yeah. At this table, they're but, not going to be on. Well, I'm of, not sure. Like because of COVID, like all human interaction has gone out of style. That's true. That's I shook. I shook the person behind me's hand and mask this weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was a. It was a, a bold move. Break of a social barrier. Yes, that's for sure. That's a bold move. I was actually thinking about that too. Like, um, I wonder if like all the social norms will change. I don't know if bowing will be the thing that happens, but I. <laughs> Yeah. It can be pretty cool. Like me and you just like bow every time we see each other. No. I don't think I can do it. Okay, so we're not gonna bow here on the episode today. I've done that pretty regularly for the last few years. (laughs) It's true. The head nod, I kind of head nod up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah, like you can do that in the car too. Kind of give like someone next to you. They like catch you looking at them because you're curious about who they are, and they just like look at you, like, are you looking at me? And you give them a head nod. And then it's like okay. Oh, I love to do that. To like stare at the person next to you. You stare at them? Yeah, just like until they like see you and they're like creepy. That's not exactly where I was going, but I'm glad that. um, But today Uh, we're talking about encounter meeting mission. And speaking of encounter, we're actually going to talk about the encounter conference a little bit today on this episode, which is amazing. Just happened uh, recently, and we've actually uh, we're we're filming this episode on the other side of a great month for us. The Mm -hmm. month of December here at Damascus was amazing. Yes, it's been amazing. We just concluded our fall retreat season, which was awesome with middle schoolers and high schoolers. And then we went into really... A Our winter and, retreat a conference, season. Yeah, <laughs> a conference and um, mission staff retreat season, yeah, right? Like yeah. where we get together. And for those who are listening, our first and second year missionary program here at Damascus has young adults that serve the youth of the church, and it's phenomenal. And then we have a mission staff program, which is third-year missionaries and beyond that mm-hmm. serve really the missionary population and help us move forward as Damascus. So do we want to just speak a little bit about December? What have been some highlights? Obviously, we've had the Empower Conference. We've had our mission staff yeah. retreat where the Lord was moving powerfully. Yeah. And then we can maybe get to the Encounter I, Conference. I, I love seeing how uh, I think just the diversity and expression of missionary life yeah. is really, really valuable. I don't know. I don't know what the direct application is that for our, for our listeners uh, today, but, you know, seeing our, one of the, one of the big takeaways for me was seeing how our, our missionaries came alive mm-hmm. in preparation for our Empower Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're tuning in for this little uh, bonus episode and you want to check out what the Empower Conference is about, just check out the YouTube channel. We've got three yeah. or four episodes that are solid on the on the conference materials. Mm-hmm. But seeing just seeing our team like a new fire in their heart mm-hmm. to be able to do something different was was really really beautiful and yeah. powerful. Yeah, it diversifies things, right? Like it gives them a new taste in their mouth. I think I think it's just funny because <clears throat> the church is coming together, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. there's something about. My wife and I, we were kind of so we had the seventeenth through the like nineteenth. We had the Empower Conference. Mm-hmm. Then the ninth, like the twentieth through the twenty third, we yeah. had our staff retreat. Then like <laughs> right after Christmas, the twenty sixth through the 29th, we had the Encounter Conference. And my wife was like, "Man, like why does like why does the whole church come together at Christmas?" Yeah, <laughs> like, and, yeah, yeah. But I, I think there's something about this like Christmas season, this break where like <clears throat> it's so awesome to see the church coming together. We got the mm-hmm. Seek Conference coming up. Like yeah. the church is gathering during this time, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just something really amazing when you gather together. That's right. And we need to, we need to, we need to just note that, right? That it's important in our lives as Christians to diversify our experiences. Yeah. Like, like it's so good to actually go from one thing to the next. Like yeah. I think a lot of times in our Christian life, we can get set in like a one track mind where yeah. I just kind of do the same thing all the time. But then when I actually diversify, I begin seeing the different aspects of the Lord that are so important to see. Sure you could get super liturgical about yeah, that. You probably <laughs> can. Yeah, you probably can't <laughs> and theological about it. But I, I think um, for me, what I've loved about December has been just like, um, I guess a recognition that the Lord is moving in so many spheres in the church today that like, I think a lot of times, yeah. especially when you're in ministry, like we are, you're here on this campus constantly, and you're going to ministry events that Damascus is putting on constantly, and you're seeing God move powerfully. And it's amazing. But for the empower conference, you bring in Mary Bielski and Sarah Kazmarek and any Hickman, and then you have 
the mission staff retreat where we're bringing in content that we've heard from other places. And then you have the encounter conference where you have different spheres of influence coming together and yeah. God's just moving powerfully like everywhere. It yeah. seems like. Yeah. I love that. I think there's, there's something really neat about, uh, I was, we were listening to a talk and I was like, Oh man, this is so rich. And I love it because it's from a different stream. And yeah, like, yeah. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we just like, we just listen to the people even like, I, I think like, isn't it like there's a social media ag- uh, like algorithm that like, it just mm-hmm. feeds you mm-hmm. like content that you'll like. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. So like you never get content that like wrestle, like is going to like make you question your, and Mm -hmm. and I think it's so cool Mm -hmm. to like hear like, Hey, you know what? Like I actually disagree with some of the things that person is saying, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's making me wrestle with a new thought that I haven't wrestled with yet. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's beautiful. What do you think? That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, gathering a community together to, to wrestle with one another, to, um, fight through challenge and, and hardship. I was, I was listening to a, to a, uh, teaching last night. It was actually from a book that we're adopting for our, uh, business leadership here at Damascus. And they were talking about how, like, as human beings, we think in 90 day cycles Mm. and, uh, you know, we've said it before on the show and we'll probably say it again, but when you, when you find that, um, you're hungry for something new, it might be a good indication that it's time to seek something new, Mm. Mm -hmm. right? Uh, and and not to just assume that <laughs> what, what's always filled me should be filling me right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, even to live live our lives like with the Lord, I, I like a, a quarterly reassessment in the yeah. Lord is actually something good. I found so much life in that. We've talked about that on the show before, but it's like okay. This has been awesome the last three months, but Lord, do you have something else for me? Yeah. And not because I'm unsatisfied with what we're doing, but because I always know you have adventure yeah. for me. And I, I love what you were saying, Dan, about there's something about people gathering. Cause as we kind of launch into the encounter conference portion of the show, I think it's important to just remember exactly what God was doing in Columbus when encounters started, when, when Damascus really became yeah. the full essence of what it is now. Yeah. And it was because a bunch of people in Columbus were gathered. They were called by the Lord and they got together and were doing ministry things. And then the Lord started doing something. So I think before we launch into the encounter conference this year, it might be good to just kind of like begin walking through the history of encounter, the history of Damascus, kind of the history of what God's been doing in Columbus and how it's spread. So why don't we talk just a little bit about, um, yeah, the beginning of encounter, (laughs) obviously encounter ministries. A lot of people who are listening today will know them, but, um, that's you really know, it fun. started as like youth encounter nights, but yeah. it, it, it just would love to hear. Well, I, I think the it's neat. I mean, we can give our 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 side of the story, right? Like, I'm yeah. sure that if you were to ask people involved in encounter the 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 history or the story of encounter, mm-hmm. like Aaron and I are going to share a story yeah. of the uh, of Damascus. It would be different from your story. And I yeah. think the when I think of what God has done to bring about what what God is doing in the church today is, but He's bringing about new movements. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to bless the church where she's at right now, right? And I think mm-hmm. that is exactly what Encounter is. It's a it's a movement in the church where the Holy Spirit is uh, accomplishing His work so that mm-hmm. people can be renewed for the sake of mission, right? So yeah, Encounter yeah. ultimately is about bringing people into an encounter with Jesus Christ so that they can be renewed for the sake of mission. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, I think the, like, uh, I, I would say... For me, encounter started out of relationship. It was mm-hmm. um, I was involved in different charismatic um, prayer groups or charismatic mm-hmm. communities, and I was hungry for more. I was hungry to mm-hmm. see um, what the I was hungry to see the things that were happening in Scripture, the things in the Gospels, the things in the Acts of the Apostles, the healings and miracles. I had been involved in charismatic groups, and you know, like people spoke in tongues, and there was corporate prophecy, but it mm-hmm. almost like ended there. And it was like, wait, no, no, those are just two of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to see all the gifts of the Holy Spirit magnified. And I remember like Aaron and I would wrestle with it and we would talk about it. And Mm -hmm. then, um, our friend Patrick Rice, uh, who's the, Mm -hmm. um, executive director for Encounter, Mm -hmm. he moved to Columbus and I just, uh, you know, I had a conversation with him one time, like, just, I'm so frustrated. Like we're not seeing like the Mm -hmm. things in scripture and I want to see more breakthrough. And it's like Mm -hmm. the Protestants are getting this, but we're not getting this as Catholics. And, uh, it's like, why, like, why do you see the Holy spirit moving in power in these Protestant Mm -hmm. streams? Mm -hmm. But if the Catholic church is the fullness of faith, the fullness of truth, why don't like, why isn't the Holy spirit showing up with signs, Mm -hmm. miracles, like Mm -hmm. wonders today. And, um, and he's like, well, I've got this like married couple from Cincinnati I can introduce you to like let's let's just bring them up and let's pray together and like yeah. for me I think that's where the story starts for us like uh, yeah. we had a uh, this like this couple who had been um just uh, were living life in the holy spirit they came mm-hmm. to Columbus 
to spend a, a an evening with like Aaron and Monica, Aaron and his wife, my wife and I, Patrick Rice and his wife Emily, and we just had a conversation that first time. Yeah. We didn't even pray. We just had a conversation asking questions mm-hmm. about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's sweet. <clears throat> I you know. For anybody who's kind of followed the Damascus story over the last few years, mm-hmm. um, this image in my mind is like when, when there's a flood in the land, um, the flood the flood usually doesn't come from a, a, a dam breaking or like mm-hmm. some giant river pouring into a field, but mm-hmm. it, it comes when the when the groundwater rises to yeah. the point where you begin to see water gather in the low spots, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Lord. The Lord has has been planting seeds for a very long time, and and I, I see the movement that's happening in Encounter and the movement that's happening through Damascus as as being two moves of God that have yeah. come from the same source, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In different in different ways, through different people in different locations, and mm-hmm. uh, we we happen to just be very closely tied in relationship. But mm-hmm. um, the church is experiencing a season, I believe, where where new life is being poured out in a way where pockets. Mm-hmm. of an expression of the Holy Spirit, an authentic expression of a charism is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, not because anybody called for it, not because anybody has has come and imparted it, but but simply because it's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's time for God to rise up. It's time. <laughs> the rain is coming. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and 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 the and the water level is rising, right? Yeah. So right, so right. the areas that are low are beginning to experience mm-hmm. an outpouring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about it too is it's almost as if. So I, I think about this. Uh, I don't know. There's there's been this image in my mind for a long time because we talk about tributaries a lot. I'm from Southern Ohio, so I come oh, yeah. from like a oh, like yeah. a, a river town, like right on the yeah. Ohio River. Yeah, which we is, talk about tributaries a lot. They <laughs> no, said no, 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 no one no, no, ever. You talk about. <laughs> We talk about tributaries all the time. I don't know if I talk about them a lot. So if I said that, I need to clarify that I have been thinking about tributaries a lot. And uh every day. I've been thinking about them because even in like scripture, you see rivers all the time. You see them in the Old Testament, you see them in the New Testament. I grew up on the third biggest river in the United States behind the Mississippi and the Missouri. You have the Ohio, which I think even people in Ohio forget how massive that river is. Like I see a river in central Ohio. And I'm like, that's a Creek. And then you have the Ohio <laughs> river, but like tributaries feed that river. Yeah. Right. And then that river feeds a bigger river and then it ends up in the ocean. But, but what I, I don't think that we always recognize is that the tributaries are usually fed from like a body of water, like mm. a lake. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I see in encounter and Damascus and other things is that the Lord began providing that, that original water basin, that yeah. lake, right. Mm. That began to fill. And as it filled, it had to find ways to get that water moving. Yeah. And so then it shot off into some of these tributaries that I'm seeing beginning to come together into a river like stream that that's mm. mightier than the tributaries would be by themselves. Yeah. Right. And then that stream feeds into a bigger stream, which eventually ends up in mother church, right? Like yeah. the, the end of, the end of that is the massive accumulation of, I don't know, water that is yeah. like the ocean, but is the church. And I don't know, there's something about what God has been doing in Columbus that spread to those tributaries. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it with Run the Race and Rachel Muha. I, I see it in like so many of these small little uh, urban encounter with with Brian O'Donnell. Like mm-hmm. there's so many of these tributaries that I think are coming into a stream and really moving. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that vision. Yeah. I think... <clears throat> Everything like every outpouring is is first uh, the it, it comes from a cry right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the outpouring comes from a cry of the heart that <clears throat> like I want more of God I want more I want like well, like the Pentecost was a response not only to the promise of Jesus like Jesus promises that He will send the Holy Spirit right He says mm-hmm. that before He ascends to the Father He says that you will be clothed with the power from on high He promises this but the apostles don't go to the upper room and just say okay we're gonna sit around and watch Netflix and wait mm-hmm. for the promise right instead mm-hmm. they cry out. And they're in prayer, right? And they're intercessing mm-hmm. for the the for the Father to fulfill His promise. And right. so that that we had the church has all these promises made mm-hmm. over us, right? Mm-hmm. Our job is to be a people who cry out that the promises of God would be fulfilled in mm-hmm. our life. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I think that's mm-hmm. like what we're seeing is the response not to the fulfillment of just a promise, but the fulfillment of a cry mm-hmm. that the, yeah. the mm-hmm. people have been crying out. And um, mm-hmm. and, and as we cry out more for the more of God. We cry out for God to, to move in power. When mm-hmm. I love how you said when, um, 
the flood comes to the, it, it starts in the lowest place, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, the Blessed mm-hmm. Mother and I are Magnificat, like yeah. that uh, he lifts up the lowly and he casts down the mighty from their thrones and this idea that, mm-hmm. it, it, that when mm-hmm. I get lower, yeah. I receive the Holy Spirit. The more I get on my knees, mm-hmm. the more I cry out that like in total desperation, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I want to see you move, God. Like, and I think it was that, like we're in ministry for so many years and you just mm-hmm. get frustrated doing will-powered ministry as opposed to spirit-powered ministry yeah. where you just mm-hmm. like, get on mm-hmm. your knees and like, God, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I want you to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm here to get behind you and I want to yeah. see you move. And and when you're like, that's when you're low, he fills you, yeah. which is really awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. So that, that was a, maybe a little, a little theological tangent expression of, <laughs> yeah. expression of prayer. But yeah, pra- I mean, practically, Dan, I, w- I would echo, uh, I would echo your sentiments. I, I think, I think it's impossible to describe the relationship between Damascus and encounter, or even the foundations of Damascus, yeah. or the foundations of encounter, um, without rooting it in relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that, that I think that should be really encouraging and affirming. You know, uh, yeah, God, God put us in a place um, mm-hmm. as youth ministers. He put yeah. Patrick in a place as a youth minister where. Each of us, in a different way, were hungry for something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and it was through entering into relationship and and just um, trying new things and seeing what sticks uh, that that God really began to reveal His plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it started here in in Columbus with with seeing, you know, as we say all the time that, that we don't want to we don't want to ask God to bless what we're doing. We just want to mm-hmm. do what God is blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, well, ironically, the mission of Encounter started with Encounter, right? Like, started with an encounter with the Lord. I yeah. think it's it's so cool that we're like, as we're filming this, we're coming out of the octave of Christmas, which yeah. is awesome. And uh, I, I just think about the the Israelites. I think about like the the people that God called, and then into the Jewish people, and then for four hundred years between the last book in the Old Testament and Jesus being born, yeah. there's this crying out, like we, yeah. we we need a savior, we need a redeemer, we need a Messiah. Yeah. And then this little baby was born in a low place, right? And like this cry was heard, but then it had to be recognized. It had to be encountered and then it had to be lived out. And then that's what I love about like the, the topic of our show here at beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission, like the mission of encounter ministries, the mission of Damascus came from an encounter with the Lord. And so I, will you guys talk a little bit about that? So I think like that hunger stirred up. You guys met, you guys had conversations. The Holy Spirit started moving in new ways. Yeah. And and I, I just remember being invited. I never was able to make it to one, but these like encounter youth nights where it was just like <laughs> adoration and confession and then powerful times of encounter with Jesus. I'd love to just hear a little bit about, I don't know. Those yeah. I mean, I, I think there's, it's something funny. So our friend Patrick who started encounter literally just loved the word encounter so much <laughs> that he just put encounter over everything. So like we had encounter radio before, like beyond Damascus <laughs> used to be encounter radio back in the day. There was the encounter youth nights back when he was in uh, Cincinnati as a youth minister, there was encounter night. In and Columbus. so like, I think like he, he just had a heart and devotion to like the, the teaching of the church that we have to be a people of encounter today that yeah, like, it's yeah. not about learning the faith. It's about like not only learning the faith, but it's about encountering the living God. And mm-hmm. so those youth nights were powerful. I think it, it was just an out and, um, a, uh, expression of, of people doing youth ministry together. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. instead of in parish life, you can often get so siloed, um, yeah. mm-hmm. where it's like my parish, my parish, my parish, like, what's this, how's this benefit me? How's this benefit my mm-hmm. kids? And mm-hmm. I think it was more of just like, no, let's just, like we're going to have a night where we run after the Lord and <clears throat> and cry out for him with the young church and we're going to bring our young people together and hmm. it was kind of interesting because it was like for the youth but then you'd end up having all these people who weren't even youth like yeah. young adults yeah. were hungry for like mm-hmm. just more more um just more hunger and seeking after the Lord. And so like it just more people just started Yeah, to come. yeah, and there's something that like hunger begets hunger, yeah. right? Well, and a, I think a, a yes even though you don't know what the end game is, mm-hmm. that that's how we that's how we stumble into God's plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah. So it was it was in saying yes to those ministry nights that that we started to see a hunger for for formation and for teaching mm-hmm. that ultimately led us to a place of going and visiting um, and and responding to God's call to visiting uh, over the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry for a training that that. Um, sort of inspired the process of of investigating and beginning and asking the question: What would happen if 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 encounter were to were to boldly uh, 
you know, forge that trail in the Catholic Church of, yeah. of, a, of an actual ministry training school. Mm-hmm. Well, and right? like for those that may not, like what is a ministry training school, right? Like what yeah. does that even, like, and I think that's, we teach so often in the church mm-hmm. theology and mm-hmm. like so many mm-hmm. of our ministers in the church, like youth ministers, lay, like all these lay ministers, they, mm-hmm. they go to, they get degrees in theology, but they never mm-hmm. were actually equipped for the work of ministry, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. what, how do you, how do you pray with another person? Like, I, yeah. You know, I got a, I had an undergraduate degree in theology and a master's degree in theology. Mm-hmm. N- never in a theology class did they teach you how do you pray with another person mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. how do you like, like how do you listen to the voice of God yeah. in prayer? How do you mm-hmm. hear and recognize mm-hmm. God's voice? Like literally a master's degree in theology, and yeah. yet in my coursework I was never taught how mm-hmm. to hear God's but voice. But Dan, certainly those things can't be trained. <laughs> right. No, that's, that's, that's right. No, well, that's, that is that is one possible objection. Right? No, no, no. So, if, so if you're if you're if you're hearing this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is this is heresy, right? We're talking about yeah. uh, we're talking about an inauthentic um, replicate of of a charism, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's just not true. Yeah. So if if I don't know if, if maybe that's what what you're experiencing right now, it's time for some renewal of the mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That that we we work out every area of our spiritual life. Um, but for some reason, oftentimes we run up against just this uh, this taboo mm-hmm. that like I I can't be trained in more effective prayer, yeah, mm-hmm. or yeah. I can't be trained yeah. in a, in a more effective expression of a charism. Like every gift that you possess, you have to be. You have to be trained. Yeah. In it. Well, yeah. Think, think about Paul. Paul says, "Imitate me, imitating Christ." Yeah. So, hey, you don't yet know how to do this as you will once know how to do it. But since you don't know now, I am like operating in this, imitate me as I imitate Christ to the best of my ability to do that. Like there's clearly a teaching anointing on Paul there where he's saying, Hey, I I actually just want to bring you into this and show you how I live my life as an evangelist and an apostle for the Lord. And I want you to be able to do it too. And I also think, um, and maybe it'd be good for us to talk about this a little bit. I, the, the church has long taught about orthodoxy and orthopraxy that we need right ordered like belief mm. and understanding and right ordered practice. Mm-hmm. And I think what ends up happening is we associate theology with only orthodoxy yeah. and not orthopraxy yeah. where we're not like, we're not actually teaching people how to actually practice what they're beginning to yeah. like, I, I guess, understand in their mind. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, and this isn't, this isn't a, to shame. Uh, no. Most theology teachers aren't, Live, they they aren't doing ministry work, right? They're mm, teaching sure, theology, sure. and so what happens? So orthodoxy is, matters in that case, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, no, heart. they're they're experts in orthodoxy, yeah, right? They're yeah. they're ex- experts in teaching the right faith, yeah. right? But what a school of ministry does is it teaches people who are like living a life of ministry how mm-hmm. to be excellent in the practice of ministry, right? Yeah. That I mean, Saint Paul talks about it. He, I that, mean, let's just get down to, to brass tacks here. Look, Jesus. Right, <laughs> Jesus ran a ministry school. You know what? That's, that's so like that's so like Aaron. He always just goes back to Jesus. Yes, you know, it's like he's our, our we're trying our to measure. So, but no, no, it's the per- I mean, the perfect example of orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Right, that mm-hmm. Jesus certainly had some great teachings, but that wasn't the extent of his of his mm-hmm. mentorship of his apostles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it it was it was a imitate me. Yeah, right, um, right. Or even even the way he had them participate, gather the loaves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they, they filled up 12 more wicker baskets. Like he's like, yeah. I want you to see what's happening. Yeah. Like, it's not even that I like, I want you to actually uh, be so good. participants oh, no. in it. Oh, and I love like he commissions them, he sends them out and then they come back and the, they, they ask him questions. They're like, Hey, we were trying to drive out this demon, but we couldn't drive out this demon. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Prayer right. And, and he's like, well, it's only because of prayer. And, fast. and it like, he was coaching them yeah. in the yeah. actual work of deliverance ministry there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, like, I don't like you need yeah. to be coached yeah. up in, in yeah. deliverance ministry. If you're going to try to do deliverance in, ministry in that, or it, inner healing or yeah. healing ministry, all of these yeah. different forms of ministry, you need to, you need to have someone who's done it mm-hmm. to kind of coach. And you. all I was going to say there is that like, it's actually, it goes from orthodoxy, right? Ordered teaching and understanding to orthopraxy where they're trying to practice it as right as they know how. And then they come back to him and that they'll even sometimes rejoice. Sometimes they're failures and sometimes they're mm. successes. And they'll be yeah. like, Oh, even the demons are subject to your yeah. name. And he said, don't rejoice because the demons are subject to my name, but because your names are written in heaven, yeah. right? Let's get this understanding, right? That actually like, here's the understanding. Okay. Go and practice it. And then after you practice it, recognize that the practice itself was only to lead you deeper into the understanding that like, the reason that you're walking in this is because you're walking in the kingdom yep. and because you're walking in the kingdom, you're actually 
your name's written in heaven. And, yeah. right, and that matters. And we should we, rejoice in yeah, that, right? We minister out of right relationship. Exactly. With, with the Lord. Exactly. It goes from relationship mm. into practice back into relationship. Yeah. It's it's the, I love that. That's go, so good. I want to go back to a little bit the 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 start of encounter, yeah, right? It, I think that so right now, if you get involved in encounter ministries today, mm-hmm. right, um, mm-hmm. you see uh, a leader like Father Matthias Thalen or Patrick mm-hmm. Rice, and they've got schools of ministry across the United States, and they've got this huge conference with thirty five hundred people, and it's um, it, it's a big ministry, right? If you get involved in Damascus today, you see a hundred full time missionaries mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. fifteen twenty thousand young people being impacted. It's yeah. a, a a big ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love is you rewind five, six years ago, it it was uh, Aaron and Monica, Amber and I, and Patrick and his wife, Emily, gathering together once a month um, with another couple being being poured into and praying together. And we would gather, we'd give a Saturday once a month for what, probably a year and a half, and of just uh, being formed and trained and praying together. And I remember like in those days, like that was hard, like mm-hmm. giving an entire Saturday. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah. but it was also hard. And, um, like telling, uh, uh, like just like telling my wife, like, man, I, I don't want to do this again, but like, <laughs> I feel like we sh- we need to be there. Right. <laughs> like it's yeah. important. And, um, there's, there's something about like, big things come from small things, right? If you're mm-hmm. faithful in the small things, I will give you greater things. And mm-hmm. I think there's that that time of us praying together, being poured into them. Father Matthias, um, he like spending years in education and just pouring into these truths and discovering yeah. these truths, and then him coming and praying with us and, and pouring, like mm-hmm. being a part of what God was yeah. doing. I think there's, like, as you said, well, even, it's all relationship. Yeah, even, and, uh, you know, our, our board chairman, Matt, good close friend of ours, mm-hmm. like he and he and Jenny were were a part of a part of that crew. Yeah. And uh I remember Matt, we, we had we had a prayer service with with Father Matthias, and mm-hmm. um I didn't know Matt very well. And I I, I guess I assumed for the better, because I, I love Matt, that mm-hmm. he had this powerful relationship with the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. um and when we when we prayed with Matt that night, he received just a, an incredible outpouring. And little to did I know that that was really like the one of the mm-hmm. first powerful encounters with the with the presence of, with the transforming presence of God that he'd, that he'd experienced mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, yeah. And these were the, these were the moments that led us to the place of being able to give the mm-hmm. yes. You know, I've shared in my testimony in the past that mm-hmm. it was, it was God changing the story and, and, mm-hmm. you know, coming in and actually, uh, giving a down payment on the promise of his presence that actually preceded the, the promise of his providence mm-hmm. here in Damascus. Yeah. And we we spent like what like four hours the three of us with some of our other team yesterday mm-hmm. spent mm-hmm. four hours together yeah. in strategic conversation about our organization right mm-hmm. and there's times mm-hmm. for strategic conversation about ministry mm-hmm. but it doesn't that's not what brings like that's not what brings the presence right it's a, it's also those times of of being on mm-hmm. retreat together praying together mm-hmm. seeking the Lord together being poured out into um, by the Lord yeah. because we're we're rivers of living water and if mm-hmm. if, if we aren't being mm-hmm. filled mm-hmm. then the river that we're we're producing yeah, is yeah. nothing, right? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, in the camaraderie actually comes from the togetherness, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you bring that into the strategy. Like you can't go strategy before camaraderie. Yeah. Like then because then there's no strategy. There's just totalitarianism. Well, and like so, <laughs> one of the retreats we had in December was our our mission staff retreat, and our our mission staff is about what fifty full time missionaries with us, and there we were as we are preparing for the retreat, just this mm-hmm. idea of the Lord wanting to renew his covenant with us. Mm-hmm. And I just, we, the whole retreat context was this idea of just being together mm-hmm. and we broke down the, the, the promise of the covenant. I will yeah. be your God. You will be my people. I will give you a promised land. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, it was so beautiful mm-hmm. to see what happened because like we're, we're a community and uh, you know, like uh, you could break this down to if you work at a parish, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got a staff of people who are, are doing all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. But and we're a community that's around the country now and doing all these different things. And but we came together and just that whole the simple thing of saying, "You will be our God," like mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the Lord saying, "I will be your God," and and the the Father pouring out this like 
it was it was the most beautiful I, my, like it was one of my favorite yeah. times of prayer of my entire life just mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. spirit of repentance yeah. fell upon our people uh like people were on the ground like beating their hands weeping of just like i like you're our god like we worship mm-hmm. you we're not here for ourselves we're not mm-hmm. here to to mm-hmm. build something to glorify ourselves we're here for you and for you alone and like mm-hmm. you're the only thing like you're the reason we exist like yeah. i love yeah. like colossians like all things were created in you and through you and for you. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. exist for you. Like that's like my only mm. purpose is, is to exist for you. That's mm-hmm. why this ministry exists. That's why I wake up in the morning is for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I like, like exactly what we're talking about right now. It ties in so well. We had that episode with the, with the focus missionary from Ohio state, Patrick tolls and Pat's just awesome. And he was talking about faithfulness. Yeah. Just that mm-hmm. like the Lord is calling us to faithfulness that, that we, we won't be able to see the fruit when we're being faithful but the fruit is promised. So we can be expectant that the fruit's mm-hmm. going to come. Like when we're being faithful in those early times, when we're meeting, we're going for another Saturday or we're doing another thing. It's like, man, I, I don't know if I want to do this, but I'm called to be faithful right now. Even though the fruit's not immediately apparent to me, I know yeah. that the Lord has promised fruit and I can be expectant. Yeah. Right. I want to be expectant. I want to add on to what I said though, in the beginning, it's, it's about being faithful and crying out though at the same time. Yeah, Cause sure, the, even sure, though it's sure, promised sure. the P- Pentecost yeah, was sure. fulfilled through the cry. And I think that I think we're a church right now who's not interceding yeah. and we're not crying out. And because of that, a lot of the promises aren't being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so if it's a parish staff and they're not crying out together, maybe the promises that God wants on that parish, they aren't being fulfilled because the people in that parish aren't crying well, out well, together. I and mean, I would actually say, and I I, I mean, I, I think we'd even have a conversation about that maybe in like a future episode or something, but I would even say that that's wrong ordered faithfulness. Like when we're yeah, actually yeah, faithful, we cry out. Like yeah. think about the, I've said this before, but a lot of the parishes mm-hmm. I go to around the country, the prayers of the faithful, they're not prayers of the faithful at all. <laughs> they're just complaints that we say, Lord, hear our prayer to. And it's uh-huh. like, that's not, that's not going to get it done. That's mm-hmm. not going to get it done because I, it's not about my agenda from the pulpit. It's mm-hmm. about me actually being faithful, like me being faithful and crying out, knowing God promised something. Mm-hmm. So when I pray that the Lord would pour out more vocations to every vocation, to, to the priesthood, the religious life, to the married mm-hmm. life, Lord, I pray that you would do that. I have to say it with a faithfulness yeah. because like when I cry out, I have to know that I have a God that's listening. That's good and yeah. wants to give me that. So yeah. I agree with you. I just think that like we as church have to get back to understanding faithfulness mm-hmm. as having crying out a part of it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the prayers of the faithful or for that reason. At least mm-hmm. I, I think. that's good. I and, and I'm uh, so a great, great little side story too, that I think to the, both of those things. Yes. To, mm-hmm. to have a faith in God, to cry out in hunger and to be willing to to act, like to have the, <laughs> yeah, to have to the courage something. to do something yeah. about it. I I was I'm, I'm reminded. It, it's funny, you know. Uh, we we look. I, I'm looking at the at the encounter encounter website, and right on, right on the front mm-hmm. is this awesome um, documentary, Fearless, that mm-hmm. um, many of the individuals who've been at the conference have have checked out. If if you've never heard of Fearless, check out the documentary, FearlessDocumentary.net, and um, it's a it's a step into into asking the question. You know, what if God what if God works miracles today? Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's beautiful. So fearless was produced through through Encounter Ministries, and mm-hmm. and you, you'd think looking back on this that we had a strategy in mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what was the, what was the actual like? Where, where were the foundations of this? Well, it was in in this case, it was Patrick and myself um, as two youth ministers mm-hmm. who were hungry mm-hmm. and who wanted to say yes to something that God had poured out. So yeah. Um, David, uh, one of our one of our producers here on the show, uh, you know, he and I and and Patrick and a couple other high school students from our youth groups would get together and we would bring a video camera and we would just go and minister on the street and record mm-hmm. the powerful works of God. Why? Mm-hmm. Just because we we heard God saying that's the next step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was it was just it was uh, video content that we could show our our youth groups to encourage them and inspire yeah. them and maybe post it on social media or something. <laughs> And then sure enough, you know, within a couple of weeks or months, this uh, documentary filmmaker, Maura Smith, reached out and said, mm-hmm. what you're doing is amazing and I want to see it publicized yeah. and, and produced. And all of those all of those yeses that we had been making to seemingly insignificant invitations mm-hmm. all of a sudden proved to be a foundation on something that God wanted to build, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And, um, and now, I don't know, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have seen this documentary and it's inspiring faith in a way that we never yeah. would have dreamed. Right. But it was that, it was that little yes that came out of faithfulness mm-hmm. and out of, mm-hmm. out of hunger. Yeah. 
that ultimately bore tremendous fruit. Yeah. I think it's, <clears throat> I think I love that. And I think the reason it's creating so much hunger in that documentary is because it's, it's opening, um, it's opening the doors of Pentecost to everyone as yeah. opposed to select saints, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, and like Jesus says, like these signs will accompany those who believe that they will yeah. heal the sick. They will drive out demons in my name. That the, the, the charisms of the Holy spirit or mm-hmm. even just the, the, the gift of the Holy spirit and, and then, and thus the gifts of the Holy spirit are, are a promise to all the faithful, not mm-hmm. to some of the faithful and Catholics. We're a, we're a people who believe in signs and wonders and miracles so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, out of all the churches, like we're all about miracles. We're like, like, like all of these saints, and we we grow up hearing the stories of the saints. Well, and they're canonized and, through miracles, and they're canonized, right? yeah, because they have to have miracles, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you can't get canonized unless you have <laughs> miracles, miracles. yeah. That's right. And and so we grow up with this, but for some reason, like at least for me, and what I've perceived with a lot of people is that. In your childhood, when you hear about the lives of the saints, you think you have to be a, a canonized saint before you commit a miracle, like before yeah, right. a miracle is done through you, it's right? It's the other way around. It's the yeah, other way right. around. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like like the, the the miracles don't come through the person. They come from God. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord mm-hmm. is using us as his vessel. And, and he wants to use all of his children to unleash yeah. his grace in this yeah. world. And and so, I, I you know, I think... I, I remember when we first started, like um, years ago, when 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 Encounter was starting, when Damascus was starting to see a renewal. Um, mm-hmm. There was a like someone literally sat down with Aaron and I, and they were like, "Hey, like you guys aren't saints. Why do you think miracles can happen through mm-hmm. you?" And it was like, "Wait a second, like that's a that's a strange yeah. question, you know? Yeah. Like, well, it's a mistake. It's a yeah. mistake. It's a mistake to think that it's only the holiest of holy people that the Lord wants to work through." That just that's mm. just so counter to what the church teaches. That like the church teaches that actually from the from the ground up, every person has a pivotal role in the salvation of the world. Yeah. Right? Like it's not just Pope Francis. It's not just the cardinals and bishops of our church. It's 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 everyone yeah. that has this critical role. And and I also love that in scripture it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm. That like any anyone who's sinned even a small amount has infinitely transgressed the infinitely good God. Mm. So like it's not like I'm in this like I think about like Mary Magdalene, other saints who great miracles were worked through. They they've lived lives that some of us in Damascus or people listening today couldn't even imagine mm. like how down the wrong road that yeah. way of life would be. But the Lord, he He works through exactly those people. Well, they're called gifts of the Holy Spirit, not trophies of the Holy Spirit. That's, so, no, that's like, a good word. That's I, a good word. I, I, my kids on Christmas Day, they woke up, the gifts were there, not because they earned them, but because I was a father who wanted to give mm-hmm. them gifts. And yeah. the, like, my, quite honestly, if it was like naughty list or nice list and like you were doing the merits, maybe some, like maybe my kids <laughs> wouldn't, you know? But it's not, Jesus doesn't sure. have a naughty and nice list. He, he, like he like pours out through mercy. He has a beloved and, list. Yeah. That's right. And I have to earn a trophy, right? And that's mm-hmm. awesome. There are things that I should earn, right, mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. but I don't have to earn a gift. And mm-hmm. my holiness or my um like I I I there's nothing mm-hmm. I can do that's except so good, to, to open myself up to receive his gifts. And I love the gifts aren't poured out for me, right? That they're mm-hmm. poured out for the sake of others. And so once I receive that gift, now the question is, well, what am I gonna do with it? Am yeah. I gonna be yeah. selfish? Because do I wanna be um uh, Barbara Heil was speak she's she spoke at the encounter conference and um she was suggesting that like she was talking about the gifts and um mm-hmm. that we don't pursue the gifts just to be gifted but we mm-hmm. like we pursue like the reason like I don't want to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit so people will look at me and be like wow Dan's gifted right mm-hmm. like the reason <laughs> I receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit is so that I can be gift and yeah, and right. Jesus like he had the gifts of the Holy like the the spirit was alive in Jesus mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and it wasn't so that he could like go out and be gifted. It was ultimately his destiny was to be gift. So and you so, can love. yeah, yes, the yes. gifts are They're the two, Holy right. Spirit. They're two sides of the same coin. Two sides, and it's honestly the gifts of the that's Holy right. Spirit are the way we fulfill our essence mm-hmm. as man. Right? Yeah. That John Paul II he says that that's awesome. uh, that man fully discovers himself through a sincere gift of self. Mm-hmm. It's through the gifts of the Holy Spirit yeah. that I am enabled to be a sincere gift to others, Mm -hmm. that it has nothing to do with me. It's just God pouring Mm -hmm. out his grace on another person. Without the charisms of the Holy Spirit, I'm not able to fully be man. And I love, uh, you know, oftentimes people will read Paul's letter to the Corinthians and and they'll see him 
teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. but then offering this this big ultimatum. But the greatest of these is love, love. right? Mm -hmm. And 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 so many times that 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 comes across as like an invitation to okay. All well, the others are terrible. Yeah, all this other stuff is <laughs> trash. Set it to the side. But is, no, no, no. So th this is a, th the gifts of the Holy Spirit are the mm -hmm. recipe for love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dan, yeah, you, right. you say that they're, that they're the uh, uh, um, the equipping to give ourselves as a gift. That, that's called love. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that that yeah. We, we can only love through giving of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And God actually gives us tools that we might mm -hmm. love better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when Paul, when Paul preaches the greatest of these is love, like pursue love, but but zealously pursue the gifts of the spirit, yeah. especially that you may prophesy. Right, the, the 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 gifts of the spirit are in fact for us. The charisms are poured out for the sake of love. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah well, love is the end game because lo lo love is God. Yeah. God is love, right? Like what I love uh, is that so like good. love has to be worked out. You've probably heard this before. <laughs> no, right? But but, love, but it is worth saying a thousand times that love needs to be worked out. Like we we all yeah. we're all married at this table. You have to work out that love. Like mm -hmm. it's 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 not enough to say love. It's not enough to like I don't know somehow try to like think really hard and embody love in a moment. Love is worked out. Love of God, love of man that is worked out. Those are the two greatest commandments. Um, yeah. And that's this why I love that documentary fearless because scripture tells us that like, perfect like, love so casts out fear. So when I'm in perfect year, love of the Lord, so I step past my fear of man. I step past my fear of disappointment. I step past all of those fears that hold me back and I move into what God has for me. And that's so important. And it's important not only in an individual context, but a communal context. And I think, um, this might be a good time for us to just talk about this year's encounter conference. Like, like I know that so many amazing things happened. I wasn't able to be there this year, but I've been there so many times before. And the encounter conference started a few years ago and it was really a response to people that were hungry and it's become something so amazing. So why don't, um, why don't we just yeah talk a little bit about this year's conference? How yeah, was yeah. it? Like the different things that happened, all that. It was awesome. So I'm I'm a conference guy, right? I wouldn't say you I'm a conference love junkie. Conference. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's, I'm uh, not a conference guy. So like Aaron and I couldn't be more different. And I think there there. Let me give a caveat to this. Oftentimes uh, there there are some streams of of Christianity and Catholicism where we feel like the only way to encounter God is through a big thing. Yeah, right? you go to a big and, conference, and that can be that God. can be very problematic. Yeah. Um. But uh, what I have found, kind of jumping off the the statement that I made at the start of the show, that mm -hmm. that um, God has God has just spoken consistently in my life through reminding me uh, by means of these mountaintop experiences, for lack of a, a different terminology, that uh, that I need to reconsider what what's happening. Mm -hmm. Right? It, it's mm -hmm. they, they they've really marked moments where God's invited me out of my daily routine, mm -hmm. which has grown stagnant into a powerful mountaintop experience. It's almost biblical, right? <laughs> and then from that, to be recharged, uh, to be recharged for mission. Mm -hmm. So um, if if you're living your daily Christian routine in a way that, that that is not being expressed or experienced, I would just invite you maybe to, to, to check out opportunity that may exist, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, certainly our life is meant to be lived through a daily experience of faithful prayer, mm -hmm. right? Um, but... We we also have opportunity to live not in isolation, but in a in an experience of mm -hmm. of a powerful encounter with God through community. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, you know, I experienced powerful transformation in my life through through experiencing the power of God through through the Passion Conference when I was when I was in college, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and that that those memories just came came flooding back to me this I think past that week. Conference is literally happening right now too. So it is, yeah. Passion's Lord, happening just, right now. Come Lord renew Jesus. other yeah. people's <laughs> lives right now place. and change them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dan uh, and Brad, I guess to answer your question specifically, yeah. like the the conference this year was amazing. We, we had we had close to four thousand people gathered up in mm -hmm. um, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Praise and um, there's something to be said for. Uh, Individuals who, like we shared about earlier, have have encountered the power of God, um, you know, in some pocket mm -hmm. in Columbus, Ohio, or in Iowa, or California, or Alaska, or Hawaii, or or France, right? <laughs> who who need to be reminded what it's like to be gathered into a community mm -hmm. in in the context of the universal church mm -hmm. um, to be to be reignited on fire. Yeah, I think, well, as you were saying that. 
what's happening isn't in isolation, but yeah. to see like, oh, wow, God's moving in that way in France. God's moving that way in Seattle. God's moving that way in Georgia. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it just builds you up that like, yeah. hey, this is like, we're actually part of a movement mm-hmm. here, right? This wasn't mm-hmm. this wasn't a great idea that we had and yeah. we implemented it, right? Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. God is doing something. But I do think there are different kinds of conferences out there, mm-hmm. right? There are conferences where we gather around speakers and then mm-hmm. there's conferences where we gather around the presence. And I, I love the encounter conference because there there are speakers there and there um and and I think there's a lot of honor for the speakers um mm-hmm. but I think there's uh I, I think people come because they're hungry for the presence, and the there's there's nothing um, more dissettling to me. Is that a word? Unset- dissettling. Unsettling. Thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks. I, that's uh, my. You guys are my 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 helpers here. And uh, there's there's nothing more unsettling than going to a conference and hearing the gospel proclaimed powerfully, but yet then not going into a time of prayer where the gospel could be experienced. Right. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the encounter conference. Uh, holds true to its name <laughs> in the sense of they proclaim the gospel and then they demonstrate the gospel in a time to encounter the living God. And that's mm-hmm. Jesus' style of ministry was proclamation mm-hmm. and demonstration, that, that he would mm-hmm. proclaim that the kingdom of God is a hand, and then he would pray with people so that there was mm-hmm. the tangible experience of the kingdom of God at hand. And I, I think mm-hmm. ultimately that that's the goal of the encounter conference, to proclaim the kingdom mm-hmm. is at hand. And the Holy Spirit is at moving the church again today through signs, wonders, healings, miracles, and then to give people the opportunity to experience that yeah. mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. And I, I, I love that that's still happening. I love that it's happening on a grander scale because when I've gone to the encounter conference before, what always stands out to me is every single person you meet is ready for the the next thing God wants them to do. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's so it's so cool to see. It's like every person you meet, they're like, I'm just excited for what God does here and how that sets me up to live out his will mm. when I leave here. And yeah. it's just like w- where else would you want to be? Well, I, I actually I love that, Brad, because they're like our, our show tagline is where encounter meets mission, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes the encounter happens because you're hungry for mission. And mm-hmm. so, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I don't have a call, I'm not going to be equipped, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the mm-hmm. Lord's going to equip me with the Holy Spirit to fulfill the call on my life. Mm-hmm. You see this all the time. Like, the prophets, they have a call on their life. So yeah. then the Lord pours out into them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, mm-hmm. I, if, if I don't have a call, like, mm-hmm. if, or if I'm not, asking the Lord for a calling. If yeah, I don't have a good. mission in my life, then mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to have the same kind of encounter as uh, as others, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. like, so I need to be ready to go on mission, yeah. ready to transform my school, my workplace, my family, my city, my, mm-hmm. my parent, like whatever it is, like God, give me my mission. And once I see that mission, then I cry out mm-hmm. for the more of God mm-hmm. in order to fulfill that mission. Then he pours the gifts of the Holy Spirit into my life yeah. so that I can do yeah. what he's asked me to do. That's awesome. So uh, we, we love Encounter. <laughs> um, we love our, our, our ministry uh, sisters and brothers um, who are laboring in the vineyard there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's an opportunity for us to serve side by side too. So if you weren't aware, uh, Damascus helps to sponsor the, yeah. the, the teen tracks, the middle school and the high school teen tracks at Encounter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were awesome. Yeah, um, we we just saw we just saw amazing moments of transformation. Honestly, as a parent, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the biggest draws of the conference for me mm-hmm. is to be able to bring my kids to a place where they can actually experience formation and equipping from all the way down from like five years old through yeah. high school. Can I tell a cute kid story? Oh yeah. <laughs> so on. I uh, I'm walking through the hall on the last night of the encounter conference, and a mom and dad come up to me and they're like, "Oh my gosh, did you hear? Did you hear? Uh, Diggory and Giovanni prayed with our son, and he received the gift of tongues." And uh, the <laughs> and, and so like I like uh, and Diggory is uh, I mean is uh, Aaron's son, and Giovanni's my son. And um, the I go to Giovanni and I'm like, "Hey man, like I, I heard you prayed with so and so and received." the gift of tongues and he received the gift of tongues. I was like, what, what happened? And he's like, oh yeah, dad, you know, he was saying he really wanted to receive that gift this week. And it was, the conference was almost over. And I was like, man, 
Diggory, we got to go pray with him again because he still hasn't gotten it. And, and so, and it, it's just neat how like they're yeah. like 11 years old and just the innocence of like, uh, yeah. that like, hey buddy, like I'm going to do ministry with you because our friend over here hasn't gotten the gift that they're hungry for. And just this idea of these three 11 year old boys, like experiencing the presence of God and That's the innocence awesome. of their heart is just like, it's a gift, right? It was a yeah. gift they received not for themselves, but to yeah. give to others. Yeah, well, I want to, and I want to speak that too of just like um, the the conference idea we've been talking about throughout this is that like sometimes to your point, Dan, like you're going to a conference because you know that you have this specific call you want equipped for, and sometimes you know that you have a heart for a call that you're not really sure of, but you still want to be equipped. Like you can go there and figure out a call. Like Diggory and Giovanni, their innocence mm. is actually what brought them into that moment, yeah. right? Is that they have a heart. They know that like above all things, love is the aim. And so I'm going to love this buddy of mine over here by praying that he gets the gift he was looking for. Yeah. And, and that actually in praying for him to get the gift he was looking for, I begin now seeing the gifts that I'm looking for. Like it's yeah. actually in, uh, there is something about conferences. You've mentioned that a couple of times in the podcast and there's something about gathering mm -hmm. and in whether we call it a conference, whether we call it church on Sunday, whether we call it a, a prayer meeting or whatever, right? Like, or you're just gathering people in your home or your apartment. Like I'll be doing tonight with a lot of men. Like there's something about gathering. Yeah. Isn't there? Like there's something about togetherness that mm. I don't know, awakens it's that. Pentecost, <laughs> right? Sure, sure. right? The church gathered and the Lord responded to their communal cry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's hungry. He's yeah. hungry to bless his people. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, so, that's good. so good. Uh, let, you, I, I think it'd be cool to just to pray for, yeah, uh, for encounter ministries yeah. and um, for ongoing development of relationship and that God would continue to pour out. I love them. You want to lead us in that? Yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we, we bless you for every good fruit that you've worked through our friends at Encounter Ministries. Yes. Um, we thank you for Patrick and Father Matthias and for the entire theme, um, team and for the yes that they've given. Uh, Jesus, we pray for every person who has, who has come hungry and has sought an outpouring of your spirit uh, through the work of encounter. For everyone who's received baptism of the spirit, for everyone who's, who's cried out in hunger for healing and been blessed. And for those, uh, Lord, who are still hungry mm -hmm. and seeking to be satisfied, mm -hmm. we pray that you would, um, that you would continue to move, God, that you would remove every barrier that stands in the way to their faithful yes, uh, and that you'd continue to bless each of our ministries as we, as we labor together um, mm -hmm. to see revival in your church. Yeah, Lord, I just want to pray for anyone who hunger was stirred in your heart during the show. I just yeah. uh, I, I want to dispel the lie that you have to be at a conference to receive an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I think there's someone <clears throat> by themselves right now in their house, and you're hungry for the Holy Spirit to be poured out. And um, I just invite you to get on your knees. And, and Lord, I just pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit right now. Come, Holy Spirit, just be poured out upon your, pe your people, Lord. Mm -hmm. Fulfill the promise of Pentecost, Lord, as we cry out to you, send down your spirit and renew the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our church today, Lord Jesus Christ. We are a people on our knees that have found a lowly state, and we just ask that you would send the flood of the Holy Spirit, the rain of God into our hearts and our lives so that we can bring new life into this Amen. world, that the Thank new you, springtime would come out of our life, Lord, through the reign of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, and we pray in thanksgiving for a church that values your presence above all things. Thank you, Lord, that in every church around the world, your presence is there at the center. And thank you for making yourself the center of our lives as church. We pray that we would always gather around you, that we would seek you above all things, that we would seek you more than we seek your gifts, that we would seek you more than we seek uh, other things in the world, that we would seek you in relationship with you so that our love can be manifest in the world through all the gifts that you give. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the gift of this podcast, for the mm -hmm. gift of Damascus, for the gift of Encounter Ministries, and for the gift of all of those who are doing work in the vineyard in this season of the church. Yeah. Thank we you, bless Lord. you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We're excited to do more of these. So if you like this episode, feel free to like, subscribe, share it on your social media platforms. Send it to someone who might be blessed by listening to what we're talking about here today. And obviously find us at Beyond Damascus, wherever you can find podcasts. And we look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.